Hi, I'm Justin Rosso, and welcome to this special episode of the Next Step Press podcast, where we help you take a next step. We already wrapped up season one of the Next Step Press podcast with episode 12, but in this special episode 13 bonus edition, I get to sit down with all five of the visual faith illustrators from When From Death I'm Free, a hymn journal for Holy Week. We'll talk to these visual faith illustrators about the process of creating and drawing. We'll talk to them about the favorite things they like to draw. We'll ask them about some of their experiences with our Facebook pop-up group during the Lentiest of Lents. And then I'll turn in the book to page 127 and ask those discipling questions about their next step as visual faith artists. We wanted to do this live and in person, but we're all under shelter-in-place orders still due to COVID-19. So we hopped on Zoom and had a round table over the internet. I was really glad to sit down with these very talented women as they talked about following Jesus through their art. And I'm really glad you're with us here today too. Thanks for joining us here at the Next Step Press podcast as we try to take a small next step following Jesus together. Let's now hear from our visual faith artists with a word of prayer and then some introductions. Hi, I'm Justin Rosso from Next Step Press, and I've got our visual faith illustrators with me here tonight. Before we get going, let's begin with a word of prayer. Come Holy Spirit and enter our hearts and our lives, open our minds uh, and our relationships so that you can be present, so that Jesus can be with us according to your word of promise. As we talk tonight, will you please be present, even as we're apart. Will you please bind us together in unity? Thank you, Jesus, for this blessing of being able to talk about you and about your word tonight. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, if you have been following along on the podcast, you have heard from all of these women at one point or another, but I thought you'd like to know what they look like and who they are. So I'm just, I'm on page 135. I don't know if you knew this is in the, in the book in the back of the When From Death I'm Free, uh, hymn journal for Holy Week. There's about the artist section here. And Valerie Matthias was our visual faith illustrator, who's the lead illustrator for this project. She did the, the illustrations for What Wondrous Love Is This, Ride On, Ride On, and Majesty, We're All Thieves in a Cross, and Stricken, Smitten, and Afflicted. Valerie, where in the world are you tonight? Tonight I'm in Bay City, Michigan, more specifically Frankenlust Township. Frankenlust Township, there by the river. Right on a creek. Right on a creek. Uh, and Anne Gillespie gave us Go to Dark Gethsemane and I Know My Redeemer Lives. And where are you tonight? I am in Frankenmuth, Michigan. Oh, Frankenmuth, not too far from Valerie. Right. Valerie and I are friends. Oh, Katie. look at that. Uh, Katie Helmreich, The King is Calling and Oh, the Dignity of the Cross. Where do you find yourself tonight? I am also in Bay City, Michigan, across the creek from Valerie. Ah, can you see her house right this second out that window or not? Not right this second. If I look no, out the other way, I, I could. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you for keeping an appropriate social distance. I appreciate that. Uh, Karen Hunter gave us this dust and we will rise. Karen, you must probably be in the Frankenmuth area there somewhere. No, I'm way over on the East Coast. I'm in Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. West uh, Harper's Ferry, they're pretty close to the border. Very close to the Virginia border. Okay, very good. Thank you. And Pat Meyer, on that morning and when I survey the wondrous cross, Pat, where do you find yourself tonight? Well, I am in Frankenmuth, Michigan. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Frankfort, Michigan. <laughs> I'm in Frankfort, Michigan, but on my way up here, I go through the Frankenmuth 
the area and the Bay City area, and I pass where my friends Van Arcady <laughs> and Ann live. <laughs> and a wave on the way by. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah there's well, there's a, a lot of um, Franks in Michigan. Frank and Mood, Frank and Lust, Frank and Trost, and where? Frank, yeah, Frank Fort. Frank and Hilf is um, Frank and Hilf is Richville now, but it was. Oh yeah, Richville. Frank and Hilf, that was there too. Yes. Yeah, and that's, that's where right. we serve. That's where my husband serves is is Richville, which is was Frank and Hilf. Oh, awesome! Thanks. But hey, this is just an opportunity for us to get together. Had had we not been uh, sheltering in place, I would have wanted to do this around a big table. But I wanted to get together and. Uh, have a conversation with you guys just to see what your experience was. This is uh, a unique thing that we were able to do by the grace of God and was I was so pleased at the response, but I wanted to hear back from you. Uh, what in your experience, what, what was this like? What 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 was it like to see people engage your art, work with your art, put up on Facebook pictures of your art with their coloring and and kind of talk about it? What what was that like for you guys? I think it surprised me every time I saw my art up there. I was like, oh, wait, that's mine. Oh, but look what they did with it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think when you're creating art, you're always hoping that it engages people or that people are drawn closer to um, scripture or to the truths that are in the word, but you never necessarily know how they're going to interact with it. And it's, it's such a blessing. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah, I noticed how different the artwork all is. Um, you could put up, you know, there'd be 15 different pictures of the same one and mm -hmm. see something different every time. Is that, is that what you guys saw too? Mm -hmm. It was fascinating because when you're creating something, I always want to tell a story or I have a point, but when you're not finishing the artwork yourself, you're wondering, will they get the direction I was going to go? Did yeah. they, is this clear enough without it being finished? And it was fascinating to see everybody diving in and that the messages really are there because this is God's story and we're just part of telling it. It was exciting. So it felt like to you, Katie, that they, they picked up where you were heading and they kind of dovetailed with that and finished it out? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes took it into surprising or deeper, deeper places that I hadn't thought about. And it was, it was really cool. It was like we were all helping tell a story together in a way That's I didn't awesome. expect. I love the comments. I love the comments that people made as on their on their art and how it what it meant to them, what that piece meant to them, and uh, maybe some of the scriptures that they drew out that we maybe hadn't thought of as a as an artist, but that really did apply to what we've done. Mm -hmm. That was really impactful for me because you know when you're creating art, like Katie said, you have an idea of what you you know you've reflected and and you're adding your thoughts and. and um, putting that into the art, but when someone else takes it and goes in another direction, then you know, you know, when you're creating, it's a blessing to you to work through it. Um, but like you say, with the next, you know, what it's always better when you're doing it with someone else. Yeah, yeah. You know, then to see your art done by someone else and reflected by someone else, um, that was really a joy. I'm so glad you all felt that and, and you got a chance to experience that. In some ways, that was my experience with you all because I had an idea in my head and I had a direction I was going and then I made a couple of notes and, and uh, sent them to you and you came up with these wonderful illustrations. And oftentimes, 
uh, taking the story I was trying to write and taking it one step further or adding a dimension I hadn't thought of or giving me even some of my own words back, but in a way that made me go, oh, that was, oh, oh that was me. Oh, that was, that was awesome. I love, that was a really cool idea. So thank you for making me look good. That was, that was really neat. Um, I, somebody asked me to ask you, how, how long does it take you to do one of those full page illustrations for the book? Well, I think for me, there's a lot of thinking about it beforehand. And so I'm working it out in my head or I'm listening to the music. And then I've, I've got something in my head. And finally, when I sit down with the paper, it normally doesn't take that long to get it out. It's all the, the thinking about it and the reflecting on it that goes before I even get to the paper. And what were you going to say? It, exactly the same. I, I ponder on it. I, you know, as soon as I got the email of what I was, what hymns I'm using, I go through the hymn, I go through the scripture and I think about it and then I'll go back and um, think about it some more and pray over it. And then um, all of a sudden it just kind of, it's there <laughs> and I start doing it. And then um, I'll do a pre preliminary um draft and lately I've been sending that off to Valerie and she helps me get in the direction that I need to take it. So. Mm -hmm. That's that following Jesus together stuff. stuff yeah. Yes. yes. Um, it's been cool to see how people have taken what you have done and used it as a way of really meditating on the word and spending time, slowing down, spending time with Jesus. And it's neat for me on my end to hear that you guys, as you do this, uh, on on your end of it you're also doing the same thing spending time with jesus meditating on the word it's it's a thoughtful uh meditative kind of uh project from beginning to end yeah i uh i can only um compare it to the writing process i was an english major in college and i worked in the um the i was a writing consultant and one of the things that we were taught is sometimes you have to write something and then you have to let it rest give it 24 mm -hmm. hours come back to it revisit it look at it with fresh eyes and i have found that's very applicable with this as well that you're working on it you're you're, you're very much immersed into it sometimes your feelings are positive or negative but you put it down and then when you come back to it um you kind of see it with fresh eyes either positively or negatively and you can think this needs to change or this can stay the same or um but deadlines loom and sometimes you just have to say we're going with this <laughs> yeah i would say that sometimes i uh you know have have that idea that sketch done and then like you said valerie let it rest but um sometimes i do my best work when i i'm under the gun and i know that deadline's there and then i just for some reason just could really focus but it, it takes me a long time to do a page yeah a couple days sometimes but, but you know when you're creating art when you're just doing it for yourself maybe but when you're creating it for a resource like this i think you spend a little more time than i normally would too so how do you guys manage the fact that the goal here is not to be uh, as professional as we possibly can in the whole process? Uh, not that we're not quality illustrators, simply that what, what you've invited people into is not to try to be the most beautiful hang on the wall. It, like The process is so much more important in this project, in this book, in this group than the end product. How does that affect how you approach your art in this group? I do feel very blessed that each of us have different skills and abilities. 
And so um, we bring a variety of skills and abilities to the table. And I think that you can see that when you leaf through that mm. our different voices or our different um, tones and styles shine through. Um, I do think if, we, if our goal as visual faith artists is to invite people into the process, and it's not about perfection, but reflection, but to give them kind of launching points and to let them know that um, time spent with him is way more important than it being amazing. But that being said, like Pat said, there's more at stake. This is a printed piece. This is going to last much longer than, um, you know, than, than one and done. And so it's, it's gotta be a balance between we're not computers, we're people. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's really just an, an, it's an invitation in. And, and I, I think the pop-up group, the, the participants in the pop-up group will say that the community of people coming through together is probably more powerful than just the, 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 the resource, the physical resource. Yeah, the community is really important. Uh, Katie, I remember you talked about being a recovering perfectionist when, when we got to sit down for the podcast. I was wondering what you thought about seeing your work in print or seeing other people do something with your work. What was that experience like for you? Well, in hindsight, there were a couple little things I might have changed, but <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so for me, I feel like I, I need to step back as soon as I'm sure that the message is going through. And then if there's an area where, you know, the pen just didn't do what I wanted right here, but it doesn't get in the way of the message, then I leave it. Hmm. Because it's, if it's not going to be a stumbling block or a distraction for the people that are interacting with the art, it's okay to see some of those flubs here and there because it, it, it's more accessible in some ways. Um, you know, it's always easier to make a mistake on a page that already has something going on on it. <laughs> <laughs> gives everybody a little more freedom but I guess it's it's more about the message so if people can find that message then that's good Justin I think too that your instructions were good for us too as artists because I think for something like this it's always good to leave space for people to um, add their own you know words or you know I mean to color the pictures too but um, you know especially in the visual faith experiments there were places where people could actually draw in their own. And then also around the margins of the pages, there was plenty of room for that, to invite that. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, the, just the book itself. Uh, you did the artwork, but then you got the book at some point in the mail and you've been walking through and, and um, I certainly have not colored every page or done every visual faith experiment. I don't expect that you have either, but uh, I, as a user of the book, what was the what was it like to walk through this in the in the pop up group, but also just using the book? What did you learn? What did you see? What was exciting to you? Well, actually, I have a comment because I had lunch before this quarantine thing with my friend Karen Neuendorf, who happens to be the mother of Katie Helmreich. <laughs> Karen and I went to college together, and we we. Um, brought our books, you know, to show each other. We were talking about it, we were walking together. And I just have to give a shout out to her because at first for me, the pages, I was like, what am I gonna do on every page? You know, there is a lot of space here. You know, and I drew some of the images, but then what do I do on, on the rest of it? And uh, she kind of, uh, Karen had a really good process where she created, she had like a pattern that she followed. You know, and on one page with the Bible verse, she'd write, uh, the corresponding Bible verses that she found in, you know, on the margin of her Bible. And so she kind of uh, invented this, this process for herself for working through the hymns. 
you know, and I really liked that. And so I kind of, you know, wanted to do that. It, that helped me process through it. Awesome. Uh, it's a fun story to, sh to share. Yeah, thanks for that. that that's that kind of innovation, but then also the sharing too, that gets out of a couple of things that are really important to what we're trying to do. Any, anybody else, something you saw, something you learned, something you shared with somebody? Yeah, uh, Justin, from a formatting standpoint, I remember you and I talking about um, what are we going to do about bleed? What if people mm -hmm. use markers and it bleeds through the page? What are we going to do? And so you and I had decided that we we're going to do a blank page, right? Just on the back of, especially those art pieces, there's going to be a blank page. And in my short-sightedness, I truly believe that those pages were just going to be blank pages. And the people, the, pr the practitioners, the pop-up group, man, they, they saw those blank pages as just more opportunities to do whatever they wanted to do. That was really, that was fantastic. How did I not think that? I, that was really cool. <laughs> There's some really creative things done with this bleed-through pages. I was like, oh, who knew, you know? <laughs> Cool. Anybody else? Something that surprised? Anything that surprised you? Or I, I also was asked to ask you: Is what's your favorite thing to draw? Okay, you know that mine is rocks now, right? I already made that public. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weirdo. What can I say? I love rocks. It's just fun, and so I've got my rock done for the next book already. So. Oh, all right, yeah. So, so Anne, did you like have a pet rock growing up or anything like that? <laughs> no. Are you a fan of the Rolling Stones? And can we, and is there anything? What is it about rocks that you like? They're just they they represent strength to me and solidness. You know, um, you know, Jesus told Peter, you know. He, Peter is the rock and, and, and wish he would build his church. And I just think of that strength and that, I don't know, it just appeals to me. And it's something that comes naturally for me to be able to do. It's not too hard. <laughs> you like, you like rocks visually too. There's something visual about the rocks that you like. Tell me, say that one more time. Um, you mean like, I don't know. They're just appealing to me because they're solid. They're, you know, they, you just, I don't know. Yeah, how I remember talking about the texture and you know sometimes of a crack yeah, or different. So and I I have not seen rocks the same way since we talked about it. They're all so different. Each one is unique, just like a like us humans, you know? They're just I like rocks too. I have rocks all over my house. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like I have rocks. I have rocks on my table. They're all just so different. We're the standards, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anybody else have a favorite thing they like to draw? Well, my favorite thing is not flowers, but uh, <laughs> I usually just like to incorporate color and then lettering. And I think that's probably my favorite thing. I really enjoyed putting some color next to the, the hymns where the notes were and everything and maybe pulling out a verse off to the side or something like that. So I really liked doing that for each of the hymns. My favorite thing, Justin, is just to come up with a basic image or kind of what I want to do and then work the lettering and the fonts around um, the, the picture, incorporate it, weave them in and out. Mm. Cool. Thanks. But uh, Cater, Valerie, something especially that is your favorite thing ever to draw? I always draw people. <laughs> Even when I don't mean to, 
there's another person. <laughs> I just <keep laughs> it's always people. You're a people so, person. Yeah, yeah, I guess more than I thought. I really liked this book in some ways because I felt like it gave me an extra level of permission to just try things. And if they didn't work, it's just in a book that I don't have to look at again if I don't want to. <laughs> Where if I'm journaling in my Bible, there are definitely things that didn't go well, but there's still a little bit more of a, well, this is where it's going to stay. This had, there's pages I absolutely love that happened in this book. And there's pages where, well, I tried that. I'm glad I didn't try it somewhere that <laughs> was in a frame or anything. <laughs> it happened and I moved on. So I like that you could really just dig in, do whatever you wanted in this book. Thanks. I experienced that too. Uh, I, I did some of what I didn't hear I'm embarrassed by, but mostly it was just the time spent doing it that was valuable. And that's, that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. I guess my, I, my favorite thing to draw is hard, but I do, I do enjoy, I do enjoy drawing stained glass. Um, so mm -hmm. this, the five of us are all involved in something called the visual church year where we create, um, um, images that match the lectionary and um, they're primarily used for children's bulletins but part of that requires you to do a half sheet coloring sheet and I've, I've done stained glass a couple of times a handful of times for that and then that came across in this hymn journal and I anticipate another kind of stained glass looking picture in the future mostly because when I think of visual faith um, historically it's very much stained glass for me. When I go and present visual faith and people are, what is visual faith? I'm, I'm able to say, think of stained glass. It's telling the story of um, our savior through, through visual pictures and, and people that resonates with people. I really like stained glass. Cool. I like the geometric angles that create um, space for color and also um, images that are coming through. Yeah, awesome. Thanks everybody. Hey, I, uh, I'm in our beloved hymn journal now, and I'm way at the end, and this uh, actually isn't its own chapter, but it does take up several pages, and I, so you can tell I thought it was important because it takes up several pages. But on 127, there are three questions there that kind of from a next step discipleship perspective are really important, and the three questions are, what's Jesus speaking in your life? What response is Jesus shaping in you? And what promise from Jesus is guiding your next step? I like those three questions. Keeping ears open for what Jesus is speaking into your life uh, through his word, through his word on the lips of, of your favorite preacher as, as we tune into uh, COVID-19 streaming worship services or uh, in a devotion reading or on the, the, the mouth of a brother or sister, uh, Jesus speaking in his word. What, what's, he, what's he doing? What's he up to? And then what response is Jesus shaping in you? It's not up to you to kind of try hard to make sure you've got it right. Even your response is something that is a gift given to you. So there's this tension throughout scripture of us completely passively receiving what God gives us and at the same time being invited to engage that passive reception. So it's an active engagement in passive reception. And then if we're going to take a next step, it's going to be because Jesus has a promise for it too. So it's, it's grace-based. It's not about how can you improve yourself a little bit this week? It's not that at all. Uh, it's actually the opposite. Where are you falling apart and where is Jesus holding you? Or what kind of exciting thing is he inviting you to run an experiment with? So those questions are important for me. Uh, if you turn the page on page 128, it says, for the record. And it's kind of write these things down in your book so you can remember that was that crazy year, the lentiest of Lents, uh, 2020. Things were just crazy. What, what, for the record, what was going on in my heart and mind at the time? 
And I just want to read a couple of these paragraphs. Look back over the work you've done in the STEM journal. Where have you grown? What have you learned? What was meaningful to you? What was interesting or confusing or helpful or frustrating? What emotions did you experience as you walked through this book? If you find a common theme, you could wonder with Jesus what he's up to in your life. But whether you have a clear direction for a next step or only a vague inkling, try to put something down in each of the following areas. If you get stuck, phone a friend. If you just don't know, let that open question be your next step. Jesus is with you no matter what. So I, I don't know that you've written anything down on these pages, didn't expect you to, but I thought I'd just open those questions to us as a group as we think about it together. Is Was there a common theme? Was there something that really came out to you over the last several weeks? Is there something you can just sense Jesus is, is up to? Or are you really kind of still wondering what in the world's going on and what's going to happen next? Where are you guys right now in your walk with Jesus after this lentiest of Lent's? I think one thing that I really reflected on during this time, not only because it was Lent, but just the conditions we were in and, and having more time at home and just that Jesus is in every little bit of that. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a good lesson to be intentional, not just because we had the time, but be intentional when we seem busy and we have to make the time. And I think doing that has just taken away a lot of pressure and stress. Mm -hmm. And that's something I want to carry with me and with my family when we're released and can go back to different activities that we've had to put on hold for now. So keeping him in our days um, intentionally. Amen. Thanks for that. I think for me, uh, Justin, it was a blessing to um, have the invitation and the challenge to slow down and fully comprehend the hymn lyrics. Um, it's, and so, sometimes I, I do put hymn lyrics in my Bible when I Bible journal. It's one of my favorite things to do. But sometimes when I'm in church and I just sing through a hymn, especially a, a more traditional one with lots of words, my mind can't slow down enough to comprehend them with the singing of the song. So to have them printed out and then with the music and to go over it in the devotion and the scripture connection and just get the full impact of the meaning that was, that really resonated with me and blessed me. Awesome. Thanks. And, and you no, know, it's not like we have to go around the circle and everybody has to say their thing. Have something that they wanted to talk about. Honestly, I the thing one of the things that really sunk into me was the devotion you did for with one of my hymns was Jesus' feet. That those feet were real. That they, you know, they weren't ghost feet. They were real solid feet. That just, I, that kind of blew my mind. <laughs> I never realized that the the. Um, historical intent of that before yeah that's awesome i remember vividly learning that at seminary and uh so many of the details it's hard for us to know exactly you know sometimes there's a detail and you don't know what it's there for uh but when you kind of get learn what the detail it gets at it's a special moment thanks mm -hmm. for sharing that hold on to jesus feet for dear life remember that too that's a good one.
I was really comforted in this series and the hymns and the passages, uh, just finding over and over again reminders that God is seeking us out as we are, mm. um, as lost, but then also as God's children in every station where he is calling us. We're not searching for our calling. We are in our calling because his will is perfect and this is where he has me right now. So it was it was comforting to be reminded of that so vividly. Sometimes we tend to look, or I tend to look, two or three steps ahead and wish that I was already there, but I'm here and this is a good place to be. So especially then when we were instructed to stay at home for several weeks and change completely what it looks like to be at home, it was good to have this reminder that even when things are not going the way we would expect, God is here and God is glorified in difficult things. So that was very affirming and it helped me to praise him and to trust and just live this right now. Yeah. Thanks, Katie. Valerie, it looked like you were going to maybe say something, but you don't know. We, no, but if you don't want to, that's fine. You know, you don't have to say anything. This was, it was definitely uh, what I pulled out from this um, kind of in the question, what's Jesus speaking into your life? It's the importance of relationships, the, um, the, the um, staying at home. It made you look at relationships in a whole new way. The relationships with the people that are here in your house. Um, some some of us here are empty nesters, and there are not as many people in the house. And some of us are in the thick of the. There are lots of people in the house, and so your relationships with people and um, interacting with them, but also just the fact that relationships are so important. And um, you know, to, to to share the love of Christ with someone, nine times out of ten is coming through a relationship. It's it's a relationship. And so I, I am very blessed to have strong, healthy relationships and to be fostering those even during a time where we can't see each other. Um, that's been unique. And then the relationships that were, that were created in that pop-up group. Um, there are people mm -hmm. I have never met face-to-face, -face, but feel very much like I have met them. Um, so yeah, I guess, what's Jesus speaking into your life? The importance of relationships. Thanks, Valerie. I could hardly believe that that uh, podcast was the first time you'd ever heard Karen's voice. Yes! <laughs> An astounding thing to me. But here, here we are, you know, and, it's, and I've gotten to know all of you guys too. So, hey, what, what, what do you think? Uh, are you up for another hymn journal? Can we do another one? Yes. Yes. <laughs> good, good. Uh, we're not going to give anything away. We're not going to give anything away, but uh, it just, it, we got just about a minute left, maybe, maybe two. Any last thoughts or, or kind of memories that you'll cherish from this time? Uh, a particular image or song? Hey, we haven't kept Fox music that that worked out great. That I was awesome. Brought that in. Um, our, our next hymn journal is actually going to do all more traditional hymns, but I'll look forward to partnering with another, another artist like that in the past. I thought Kip did a great job. I love his music. Any, anything you guys just as a parting shot, things that you take with you out of this, uh, went from death, I'm free COVID-19 who <laughs> journal. I, I do want to say thank you to the illustrators, the artists that helped make this book possible. Um, it, it's, a, it's a big leap of faith to put your art out like out there like that. But I also want to say thank you to all everyone who participated in the pop-up group. It also takes a big amount of courage to take a picture of what you poured your heart in to really a group of strangers saying, hey, and, and they were so encouraging and they were so uplifting and, and I was so blessed through that. So it's a lot of, I have a lot of thanksgiving from this experience. Well, and thank you, Valerie, because, and, and Anne, I noticed on the Facebook group too, or the pop 
book group, you know, just, just reading all your encouragement and your invitations to us for each hymn. And then, you know, the podcasts and the videos and everything was just, um, it, it really tied it up nicely. And who knew? We ran an experiment. So part of what I liked about this whole thing is uh, at Next Step Press, we talk about taking a next step, seeing what's going to happen, uh, running an experiment looking for what Jesus is up to. We had no idea what this was going to be when we began it. And uh, we just sent out a couple invitations and engaged some people and said, what do you think? And took a next step. And all of a sudden we had a pop-up group. And those uh, 60 people that were in the Advent pop-up group turned into 660 people in the Lent pop-up group. Who knew? Um, and and uh, just really pleased that we were able to take a small step together. So thank you, guys. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your ground word. Thank you for your heart for people. I can see uh, Jesus present with you and for you and his spirit working in you. Thank you for what you did to make this uh, just a wonderful experience for me and for, for everybody that got a chance to be a part of this book. Uh, thanks. We're going to say good night now. You. Say good night, Gracie. Bye. Everybody. Good, good, good to see you. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Bye now. Those were all five of the visual faith artists who illustrated When From Death I'm Free, a hymn journal for Holy Week. And all five of those artists will be joining us again for our next project, Ponder Anew, a hymn journal of trust and confidence. We're excited to have them back with us and we invite you to join us as well for that hymn journal experience. Today's bonus episode was made possible in part by the generosity of Next Step patrons like Dennis and Valerie, who just became Next Step patrons this last month. Welcome aboard, Dennis and Valerie, and thank you for your generosity. If you'd like to become a Next Step patron and support our mission to help resource people who want to take the next step following Jesus, information is available in the description of this podcast. Well, that now is finally, absolutely, the very, very end of season one of the Next Step podcast. No more bonus episodes or surprises after this. Thanks for joining us. It's been quite a journey this Lent and Holy Week and Easter. I've seen Jesus active in his word and in his spirit. I've loved seeing what you've written and what you've posted on Facebook and on our Next Step blog. And we invite you to continue to participate at community.findmynextstep.org. Thanks for being with us on the journey. I look forward to what Jesus is doing next in you and in me and in us together as we follow him. We'll see you next time at Next Step Press.